Welcome to the Brick and Mortar Reborn podcast, the show designed to help you keep a pulse on the fast-changing world of brick and mortar. As the world reopens and operators race to meet the rising expectations and demands of experience-driven post-COVID consumers, it's more important than ever to stay ahead of the curve and understand the trends and technologies that will shape the future. In each episode, we'll interview successful operators, subject matter experts, and leading thought leaders who will share their insight to help you prepare yourself and your organization for what lies ahead. Here's your host, Bobby Marhamat. CEO of Radiant. Hey everyone, welcome to another edition of Brick and Mortar Reborn. Today we have a very special guest with us, Jerome Friedman, co-founder and CPO of Spot On. Jerome, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely, absolutely. Thanks for taking the time. I know how busy things can get and you're traveling right now. So on top of that, so thank you again for taking some time. Love it. Absolutely. My pleasure. So before we get started, we'd love to learn a little bit about you, and then we'll learn, of course, about Spot On. Of course, I'm familiar, but to get our listeners uh, really custom to, to the brand, et cetera. But let's start with you. Give us a little bit of your career trajectory and what got you here. So I, I think the, the funny thing is, as a child, I've always wanted to become an investment banker, and that was my dream. I went to the Wharton School. I, I got the job offers, and to my, my father's dismay, I ended up deciding I didn't want to be an investment banker last minute, and I ended up opening up bagel shops in near university campuses in California. And it was an interesting it, it, business. Was you know at first very difficult, like every entrepreneur. I, I lost so much money the first day and the first month. And but after you know five months, I bought my partner out and really started growing the business. And as I grew, I got to travel more. I opened up a few more locations. And uh, then one day, I got a box of chocolates from an old manager of mine, a guy of chocolates, and it didn't have a greeting card with it. And I said, wow, this is crazy. How could people be sending stuff without greeting cards on the internet? And so I did research and couldn't find anybody who can offer a greeting card. And every other gift I got in person always had greeting cards. And so I started my first dot-com business right before the crash. It was called ROI. That business transformed into being the first company in the world to manufacture and produce credit cards with no inventory. We also ran the gift card websites of the biggest retailers in the country, whether it was Macy's, Toys R Us, Lowe's, things of that nature, those kind of businesses. And so when you bought gift cards on, on, on those websites, you're actually on our servers, and then we printed them on demand. The credit card company saw what we were doing. They said, could you do this for credit cards? So we were the first company in the world to manufacture, produce credit cards, no inventory for Visa, MasterCard, American Express, and Discover. That grew to a pretty big business. One of my investors was a guy by the name, name of Matt Hyman. He and his identical twin brother, Zachary Hyman, were in the credit card processing business. And they were, you know, they sold credit card processing to hundreds of thousands of businesses over their years, sold their companies a few times. And they came to us and they said, look, you know, is there any way we can work together and create technology to help businesses grow? And that's how we, you know, we really got started with Spot On. And so we partnered up together. We started out initially with marketing and loyalty, but our real company with payments and everything started in 2017. And that's really the trajectory. I've always been a, a CEO or a product lead of, of a company. And I'm having the time of my life. Spot On is, is an incredible business that helps many businesses really grow, you know, especially in times like this, whether it's retail or services or, or, or restaurants. Got it. Got it. Got it. Awesome. Tell us a little bit about uh, spot on and types of businesses that you that you, uh, you know, typically bring on board and, and how you help them. Yeah. So we have tens of thousands of businesses that we support and we specialize. We look at it in, in three key areas. One is retail and services. 
So if you think of any place that has appointments, that is an example of, of like a service to stop business. It could be a salon. It could be a uh, auto loop shop, you know, any guy, it could be your, your, your pool cleaner. And then we have all, all retail as well. On the restaurant side, we built our own restaurant point of sale system, which is one of the best restaurant point of sale systems in the industry, full service, full, you know, whether it's QSR, full dining, online ordering, we built everything from scratch. And we also have this shared services component, basically, which is our core where you can actually connect with your customers to do marketing, loyalty, you see all your data, you can see your reviews. It's all about bringing it all together into one dashboard. Lastly, we purchased a company in uh, the fall of last year called Appetize, and they represent over 60% of major league uh, sports uh, stadiums where basically they have their point of sale or their online ordering where you can do a QR code, you know, scan a QR code in the back seat and have food delivered, you know, to your chair basically at a stadium. It's a pretty fascinating business. So really what the way we look at it is we built products and solutions to help small, mid-sized businesses grow. Every every entrepreneur has a dream of, you know, when they open their first one, they're going to have a thousand. We can actually have products that help them uh, along that journey. And no matter what scale they get to, we have products and solutions that can help them continue to grow. That's awesome. That's awesome. Can you talk maybe about a few of the clients um, that that you're you know that are on spot on and and how they use your solution? Sure. So if you look at stadiums, I mean, we have the, the New York Yankees, the Los Angeles Dodgers, the Denver Broncos. Uh, that's on the enterprise side where, you know, you can go ahead and, you know, go to any concession stand that you have in the stadium is, is really our point of sale systems there. We have kiosks there where you can order through a kiosk. The hawkers, I didn't even know what a hawker was, to be honest with you. <laughs> up and down. They now have the little handheld devices where... Yeah. They sell certain things. It's, it's pretty complicated. So imagine, depending where you're sitting, you have different kind of hawkers who sell different kind of stuff. They know exactly based on your seat what that hawker has. And it's pretty sophisticated technology. On the restaurant side, if you think about, you know, Matthew Kenny restaurants is, is you know, the, the whole vegan brand. That's our clients. We, we, have a, we have thousands of restaurants. So think about any kind of regular restaurant that you go to in your local town and community. We offer point of sale handheld devices to take orders at the table, pay with a QR code, order with a QR code, order online with probably the best online ordering solution in the industry. On That's the retail awesome. side, yeah, on the retail side, it's just mom and pops. So think about any okay. kind of business. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Got it. As, you, as you're thinking about and working with all these different brands and companies, what are some, what are some trends that you have observed change in the consumer buying behavior, you know, recently? Look, the pandemic, you know, was a huge shift and everybody got used to ordering stuff online on the go for food, pick up and, you know, and so I think what people are used to and accustomed to is they want to be able to order merchandise, order food in, you know, in a convenient manner. So they want the convenience of big retailers, but they want on a local level. There was a study done that said seven out of 10, about 72% of the people would prefer to buy from independent stores and independent chains other, instead of the, the big, you know, Amazon's, Walmart, Targets of the world, if those businesses were equally convenient and reliable. And so, you know, the idea is here is, is a great advantage, a great opportunity for these local businesses to use technology with this paradigm shift that everybody likes to order online and pick it up same day, things of that nature, and still go to their retail stores. If they can do that and still have that wonderful customer experience, give them 
a reason to be loyal. That's really what we're seeing as trends. People spending a lot of time on loyalty, on connecting with their customers, and really bringing in technology that makes shopping as convenient as it is with big retailers. Makes sense. Makes sense. As you're as you're seeing these trends, you know, and these trends are really challenging. Bring more retailers, restaurateurs, etc. What what are some things that you're seeing across the board, and how how is Spot On able to kind of help some of these brands? I mean, so if you think about the the, the challenges, think about it, a restaurant, for example, right? A restaurant opened up online ordering, and all of a sudden, there the store the restaurants opened up for in store dining, and they're getting this flux of customers. At the same time, because online orders, they don't care whether there's seats in, in the restaurant, right? So if your restaurant's full and you're getting all these online orders, how do you go service these customers? How do you get the food out on time? How do you keep your customers happy? Those are difficult things to do, right? And we launched, for example, pacing. That's a good example of something that we launched recently where you can say, for every 15 minutes, I can only handle this many orders. That helps you in, in dealing with some of the challenges that you see out there. The other big challenge that we're seeing across the board, I still own my, 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 my first cafe that I opened up when I was 21, is labor shortages and, and labor prices going up. I mean, California, if you look at it, past four or five years, it increased labor by 50%, the minimum wage. How, do you, how does a business that spent, you know, made $100,000 or $150,000 a year in profit and had $300,000 in labor now has to spend $450,000 in labor? How do they make up that money without just increasing the prices all the time? So I think that's where you can use technology. And and what does it mean to retain and attain employees? It's somehow figuring out ways where the employees can make more money, can easily schedule their, their time and, and be able to accommodate their personal lives, but still work. And, and there's many ways you can do that. For example, we had one restaurant where it was a beer, it was a beer hall. And just by using our handheld devices and putting a, a tip, a pre-selected 20% tip, it increased the amount of money these servers were making dramatically. And not only that, it didn't cost the restaurant owner any more money because the consumers are actually paying for it. So that's a good example of using technology. Another way of using technology is turning tables faster, things of that nature. So you can, with the same labor, you can actually serve more customers in a single day. So those are some of the things that we're seeing. Uh, I think you, you're still looking you know, for people right now, the PPP loans are gone. So people really need access to capital. So we launched Spot On Capital, which basically gives loans to businesses to, you know, if they need to buy new equipment or they, there's a gap, a working capital gap that they need to fill. We made that available to all of our... That's awesome. That's awesome. So you have, a, you know, a bunch of different products for, for your merchants and your customers. But what are some core needs of, especially kind of maybe on the small business side, of technology needs that, that some of your customers should have from a core aspect? From a core aspect, they should have solutions that, one, that they can connect with their customers. So if you're a retailer, a brick-and-mortar retailer, how do you know if a customer no longer comes into your store? How do you know if someone had a bad experience? Whether it's, you know, there, there's, a, there's ways to do it with feedback and reviews like we do it. Loyalty, for example. Think about loyalty in a way that if, if you know, even without loyalty, if you have a way of using technology to know when people stop coming in, loyalty is a good one. You can send that send a, a lapse deal reward or deal to have them to come back in because it's always less expensive to retain customers than it is to get new customers back. I, I really I really think people should look at omnichannel. The world is turning to a place where 
you know, brick and mortar businesses need to be able to offer their products online. It's not just restaurants. It's, it could be a, a local clothing store. You need, or it could be a flower store. You need yeah. to be able to have an online presence and bring people to your store and allow them to pick up same day, pick up curbside, whether it, and, and I know this, this trend started in restaurants, but it really does apply to retailers. We allow same day delivery for our retailers now. And that's a big that's shift. Awesome. Never saw that happen with local businesses. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. In your opinion, what 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 do some merchants get wrong about you know investing in tech and the tech decisions that they make? You know, people think I, I don't know if you've ever been to Jerry's Deli. The way I look at it is is if you think about Jerry's Deli, it's a menu that's about four or five pages long with really small yeah. print, and people think that they need to offer every single kind of integration and every kind of solution. And what they don't realize is that that complicates things in the sense of that if you have technology, like a, say an appointments technology, and then you have an app that you use or some kind of integration and you have a scheduling integration, you have to pay for both of them. And then what you realize is that in order to do appointments, you need scheduling, but the two solutions don't talk to each other. Yeah. So now you're spending more money, taking more time and it's not helping you. And so you got to figure out ways and use technology in a way that's simple and powerful that will save you time and really look at the ROI, look at the cost that you're paying for technology. And I think the other thing is, is that they shouldn't be scared of technology. Technology can be simple and powerful. We built our omni-channel solution for uh, spot on retail, where you can actually, we built it from the ground up for one reason only is because you can create a catalog and say, I want to sell these goods at the farmer's market, these on online, these in store. And when I, it's so simple to do because we built it from the ground up and that's pretty powerful. So if you run out of, if you sell something online and you deliver from your store, you need to take that off the shelf immediately and know that it's no longer available. Yep. Otherwise you're an unhappy customer. Yep. 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 Makes sense. Why would, uh, in, in your view, why would a small business want to introduce, you know, alternative payments? I know we we're talking a little bit, you know, about kind of crypto before the show, but like in general, alternative payments across the board. Why would, why would uh, somebody want to introduce that? You know, technology in the world is changing. And, and you know, the, the new generation, like my kids, they use, you know, they don't use credit cards that much. They use Venmo, they use PayPal. I think there was a study that over 25% of people, college kids have crypto. There was a study that, that was just done by checkout that said 40% of 18 to 35 year olds plan to for goods and services with crypto in 2022. There's this, there's a lot of wealth out there that you want to be able to attract into your businesses and you want to get that share of wallet. And the way to do that is, is allow people to pay in the way they're comfortable. Some people don't want checking accounts anymore. Some people, you know, put everything on a, on a card. Some people just want to pay with their phone. Some people want to tie loyalty and payments together. You just have to make it as easy as possible for people, one, to come to your business and to pay for goods in your business. And you have to plan for the future. You have to future-proof your business. Having crypto as an, uh, a method to be able to accept crypto, to accept Venmo, to accept PayPal—that's really part of the future. And if you don't get to the don't don't get there too late, basically. Absolutely, absolutely agreed. Absolutely agreed. You know, one of the trends that we're seeing is that, you know big retailers are entering the brick and mortar space. A lot of DTC brands are entering the brick and mortar space. What do you think that means for, for retail and how can, you know, more independent retailers and kind of maybe smaller multi-location entities be able to compete with these uh, bigger retailers? 
I love competition. I, I think competition for entrepreneurs, and I know there's a lot of entrepreneurs and, and, and business owners here, you should embrace it and you should at- attack it full force and look at what advantages do you have. If you can give them the convenience, as we said before, they would prefer to shop locally. And I think that the advantage that small businesses have is really that customer experience. They can get to know their customers. And if they can take advantage of that through marketing, through loyalty, through other ways. I remember going to this one cafe when I was younger and Starbucks, Pete's Coffee, everybody came in right next to this cafe. And this cafe had lines out the door. Was their coffee that much better? No. But when you walked in, the owner there always called you by your name always ask you how you're doing. He had an amazing memory. That's an example of really looking at your strengths and, and capturing those strengths to beat these bigger retailers because consumers want to shop local. They want to shop independent. You just got to make it easy for them and you got to engage your customers. Absolutely agreed. Absolutely agreed. I think it's all about that experience. And to your point, that experience can be all the way from greeting people by name to you know anything else that you want to do in a location to be able to attract and create, create that recurring customer. If you yeah, will. absolutely. Just send back a message after they shop, thanking them. Hey, yeah. thanks for coming in. And next time you got 10% off. Absolutely. It's great. Absolutely. So we, I know we were talking about, you know, you you had owned a, a bunch of your own kind of locations initially when you were getting started out. And, and that was kind of one of the first businesses that you focused on. What are some of, the, some of the big lessons that you learned that could be relevant to some of our, you know, some of our listeners here? Yeah, I, I, it's funny. One of the lessons I learned was in college. And at the Wharton School, we had an economics class, advanced economics. Actually, it was corporate finance. But there was a janitor who came in once in a while into uh, our room to come clean up, uh, take the garbage out and things of that nature. And our, t- our teacher gave us pass-fail tests all the time. And one of the uh, tests that he gave us was, he said, what was the janitor's name? <laughs> Everyone failed. And, he, and, and the lesson was so strong, and I take it with me to this day, is that everybody has got a role. The yeah. fact that we were comfortable in that class was because of this janitor. Yeah. And, and, and you can't take that for granted. You, need, you should engage your team as a small business owner. It's important to care for your people. It's important to listen to your pe- people. And because everyone has a role in making something successful. And don't take those, no matter what level in your organization, don't take it for granted. In our company, you know, we have over 2,000 business, 2,000 employees right now. And we really... We're available. The, the, the C-suite is available to everybody. And we talk to customers. We talk to employees. And it really is something we emphasize. So that's one one big lesson. The other one is delegate. I remember when I first opened my cafe, I was rolling dough, coming in 4 o'clock in the morning to bake, did wholesale, ran the retail, and closed down 11 o'clock at night. So I finally fainted in front of the oven after four months. And just started to delegate for the first time in my life. I learned what it was to delegate and not micromanage and not do everything yourself. And I think you need to hire people who have skill sets that are definitely different than your own. And I hire even a spot on the people who work for me have strengths that I don't have. And together we're much better because we complement each other. Our strengths complement each other's weaknesses and it makes it extremely powerful. So always think about delegating. Don't try to do everything yourself. The last thing and the most important thing in that, you know, we're, we're so customer driven, customer empathy, listening to your customers. I mean, even from a bagel shop that, you know, being behind the counter and, and not rolling dough and, ba- you know, baking bagels, you're talking to customers, 
you're listening, you're hearing what they're saying about your food, what they want, they give you recommendations. It really helps. In our business today, every one of our product folks has to go ahead and talk to our customers. They have to talk to the restaurants. They have to talk to the retail. We have advisory committees that of, of you know that represent different kinds of businesses that we listen to all the time. So really, be customer driven. Have that empathy. I mean, one one other example is during the pandemic when all these businesses were dying, and you know sales came to halt in April of that year. We told our team members. They said, "Look, these business owners they put their life savings on the line." They are now scrambling to figure out how to keep their businesses alive. They're trying to keep their employees employed. If you're going to work hard, this is the time to do it. This should be the time you work the hardest in your life because you have the best job in the world. You have the ability to go ahead and build solutions and technology to help these businesses and these owners to protect their life savings. And it was, it was such a rallying point and it was so great. And it really shows really what customer empathy and being focused on the customer can really do for our business. Even during the pandemic, we hit record numbers because we were so driven to help the customer. Absolutely. Totally agreed. Absolutely agreed. It's all about the customer. And especially, you know, we did something similar during during the pandemic, really focused uh, on making all of our reps customer success reps so they can help the customers really be able to kind of get through this pandemic, right? Survive and then thrive is, is, is really what I say. But it makes a big difference. It makes a really yeah. big difference. It, it really awesome. does. Jerome, that was a wealth of information. Anything I forgot to ask you that you want to make sure our listeners know? You know, I, I just, I am the biggest fan of entrepreneurs. And I think that the people who are listening to your show are doing our economy, uh, our, our great service. You're the lifeblood of this com- of this country. And I just want people to never give up and really, really always, you know, one thing I always tell people, if you're going to do anything, fail fast and pivot. Absolutely. Right? And learn from that and just keep on, you know, launching great products. Absolutely. Absolutely. I always say, yeah, entrepreneurs, local communities, are the, that's that's what makes, you know, communities come alive, et cetera. So totally agree with you. 100%. Awesome. Thank you so Thank much you for your time today. Thank Absolutely. You. Likewise. Thank you for joining and appreciate it. Cheers. Thank you. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Brick and Mortar Reborn podcast brought to you by Renia. For access to the latest episodes, please visit our website at brickandmortarreborn.com. 